0: but to our church as well. But guess what? She is a kingdom blessing to all of those who can embrace her along with all of her gifts and her talents. Terry Hicks at heart is a worshiper who loves Christ. With her evangelistic nature and prophetic insight, she is a powerful Christian leader. Her calling extends to children, establishing for them to place and to mature, heal, grow, and develop. Please welcome on tonight our special guest to KSEN live. Hey, pretty lady, how are you? Hi, I am fantastic. How are you? Woohoo! I am great. Thank you. I am so excited, and you know what, everyone on the line, I'm honored and excited that you have joined in on tonight. That you soft fit to come in and get inspired, right, get equipped, get motivated in whatever it is, because sometimes just hearing somebody else will ignite a special fire on the inside of you so that you can go forth and do what God has called you to do. So I want to ask, uh, before she begins to, um, you know, really uh, dig into um, our call on tonight, my first question to you is, you have a natural and a spiritual calling to teach children. Is that what motivated you to go ahead and accept the call to open up the Will Call Learning Center? Absolutely. It was, I think, um, it was part of the call and also a process that I went through. I think when um Things happen in our lives. Sometimes we think of them as a setback or uh, you know, this is a bad thing, this is a bad moment. But God uses those opportunities to grow us and develop us. And sometimes He uses them to push us into the places that we're supposed to be because without those moments we just would never move. Uh, and so yeah, it was a combination of my calling. I'm very passionate about kids. I'm very passionate about kids, um, not only on the academic side and and really making sure that they um, get everything they need academically, you know, with reading and writing and math and science and all those fun things, but also I'm very, very passionate about their spiritual well-being and making sure that they are... um, they know who they are in Christ at a young age, I just think that if we the the sooner we accept jesus just the, the, the the better off we'll be in life and uh, He just kind of helps us through those life challenges i don't I don't know how I would have gotten through much of my life without knowing Jesus, so it's important to me to give those kids the opportunity to know Jesus and also to give them an opportunity and a space to worship and to cultivate their gifts in him so yeah I, I would say it, it was it was a part of part passion part called and part pushed from the lord <laughs> amen amen and i know i we we just talked about the name and as you all have uh begin to understand that the will call learning center has something to do with children right so i want her to explain <laughs> a little bit about the will call learning center absolutely so will call first let me explain the name uh, my background, I have a couple of backgrounds, and so one of my backgrounds is in the performing arts, and I just, I kind of grew up uh, in the performing arts on stage, dance, singing, drama, music, and so um, I just kind of lived the life of that, and so it's always been embedded in me, and it's always been a dream and a vision of mine to have my own performing, performing arts school one day, and so the name comes from... The that that thing, that box, that, the place that we go to before we go into the theater. So it's kind of the place, you know, where you go and you get your tickets and you get everything you need before you go into the theater mm-hmm. to um, have, you know, your, your entertaining, entertaining moment, your experience. And so we'll call, that's where you go to pick up your tickets in the theatrical world. So for us, I wanted it to be a place where you come to – get everything you need and get everything you um, need to prepare before you go into life stage and, and you find yourself dealing with life experiences. So we'll call Learning Center, it's kind of a play on words because it has to do with performing arts. We are a performance arts-based uh, Christian homeschool program, but it's also preparing students to go out into the real world and just, you know, knowing who they are academically and spiritually. okay well amen so at the end of our call um we will give all that information for those who would like to connect um their uh, listen people of god if you know anyone who is interested in homeschooling their children um or even um just getting some extra education um on the side this is a place for you. This is a place that you need to get in contact with her. Um, and so she can you know, answer any questions that you may have or she'll give you her contact information. Um, and I know that you are a true worshiper at heart. So between your music and dance ministry, explain why for you this is so important to be able to demonstrate your God-given gift. Um, I... I Quite honestly, I, I grew up on stage, so, I mean, ever since I was a little girl, I, I started dancing at the age of four, and I started taking voice lessons shortly after that and piano lessons shortly after that, and so um, I was always involved in dance and music mm-hmm. and acting and <clears throat> a part of some very awesome um, theatrical productions stage plays and um and it's just it's, it's always it's it's kind of always been a part of who I am um wow. I, I don't really know who I am separated from those things it's just been well, I always like to joke that God gave me spotlight gifts because the gifts that he gave me are gifts that you kind of see you know in the spotlight you know being on stage but um I never really thought of it being any different from any other gift um this, this, I went to a private Christian school growing up, and that school was known for its performing arts. And so we were, we were very well mm-hmm. known in our community and throughout the city for um, our music and our, our dance and the plays that we did. And so it wasn't just me. It was a whole school of us that, you know, we engaged in in these activities for a long well, time. So I went there from kindergarten books, right? Yeah, it was it was definitely a lifestyle. I mean, I can remember, you know, being in high school and I had a I was a te- you know, we're friends now, but when I was in high school he would call me Debbie Allen because I was always like, um, you know, <laughs> going to some rehearsal or coming from some rehearsal right. and you know, if you think about like the old the old school T V show Fame, it was fame but uh-huh. um for a Christian school and so you know, it was nothing to see, um, you know, kids walking around in their leotards or you know, they're whatever going to a rehearsal or coming from a rehearsal or missing class for a play that was coming up, and so that's just kind of the the life that I I grew up in. Wow, yeah. and I used to love me some fame, so yeah, <laughs> I can't even I can't even imagine yeah to you know be in that environment, but then you're doing something for the glory of God and being able to get your gifts perfected, and I think that's so awesome that you know God has chosen you. You know, to utilize um, gifts that he gave you as a young, in a, as a young girl, and being able to now mentor and teach those now, you know, the new generation coming up, you know, at the same age, pretty much like you were. So I think that that's very neat and and just a, a blessing um, to even for us personally to, you know, to be in partnership with the will call. It's just it's a blessing. Um, to see the growth and, you know, all the wonderful things that God is doing. People, you just begin to realize how important it is to sow seed, to sow seed into, you know, not only your children but to other children, you know, that's what helps, you know, make the world go round, right? We're like, you know, uh, discipling each other, loving on each other, and growing because we're not only concerned, and there's nothing wrong with being concerned about your family, but to actually extend that love out to others and their children and sowing those seeds and knowing how it multiplies, you know, and being able to watch the fruit, that's a blessing, and that is a true blessing. So I want to ask you um, the worship factor. Tell us a little bit about the worship factor, and then we'll move into what the David complex and how the Lord has given you um, so many different um Um, avenues of worship and how he is allowing you to utilize um, your anointed gift and and bringing in others as they are worshipers. So I'm going to let you talk a little bit about the worship factor to us. Well, the the funny thing about the worship factor is that um, a lot of people that are now seeing it in circulation and Seeing it on social media and seeing a lot of the things that we're doing, they think that it's a brand new ministry, but it's actually a ministry that I've had for several years um, since 2012, and it's I, I just it just kind of went through a rebirthing process, and it actually mm-hmm. is a ministry that stemmed from a ministry that I started back in 2010, and um, after some different things happened, and I realized that God was pulling me in a different direction, I kind of shut things down for a bit. And when I relaunched it, I relaunched it as the Worship Factor. Um, so the, the Worship Factor functions in two parts. Um, there is the Worship Factor, which is the ministry part, and then the Worship Factor Productions, which is a theatrical production company, uh, and we get to do uh, plays and and dramatic presentations and musicals, um, you know, for the community and on a community level. And I actually have a production that I'm working on now that is, is going to be produced in 2019. And so I'm very, very, 2020, I'm sorry. Wow. And so, um, you know, very excited about that. And, um, you know, we're kind of in the beginning stages of, of rolling that out. But Do and, know, and I don't want to just share real fast while you're talking okay. about that. You guys, oh, my gosh. This woman of God and her productions, I'm telling you, even no matter what, you know, um, the amount of type of, uh, what am I trying to say, equipment that she may be resources. limited to. <laughs> the re- honey, the very limited resources, she can make that thing, you would feel as if you paid money for those tickets. And, I mean, it, I was – blown away i was so impressed with the talent and how gifted she is at utilizing the resources that are available to her to really put a production on it it was amazing um and i look forward to this 2019 thing and i can't even imagine you get the right Resources and we're just going to go ahead and, and, and declare and decree that thing that right resources Hallelujah. and right connections <laughs> will be in place for her as she moves into her production. But I just wanted to say that when you start talking about production, I said, Oh, wait a minute, I want to share with those people just to let you guys know. It don't matter, you know, what you got, work with what's in your hand and watch mm-hmm. God bless that thing. So, mm-hmm. amen. Go ahead and finish. I'm sorry. Well, I just want to say something to that because I am a firm believer that if you if you give that something to bless with, bless, he'll bless it. If you give that something to work with, he'll bless it. Right. And um, you know, I, so many times people come up with all kinds of excuses. I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. And I'm just, I'm a very firm believer in our God is a creative God. Um, obviously, yes, he created this entire universe and. um and he created us and all the animals, and all the things that we see God created those things, so I'm a firm believer, and if i'm created in his image, I am the things that he is, so Amen. if he is creative, I too am creative, and it's just a matter of tapping into our creative power Now, everybody's creative on different levels, but i just i'm a firm believer and in tapping into it, so for me there there's never been a Oh no, we can't do that or well, we don't have that or my, my whole thing is okay, if we don't have it, let's figure out how we can create it. If we don't if if we don't know where to get it, let's figure out how to make our own. And so I've just always I've always kind of had that um I don't even know what you call it initiative maybe, um, to just, okay, if I if I see a vision, I am so focused on making that vision happen that I'm gonna put whatever resources I can to to make it work and so um, you know, with people who Come mm-hmm. to work with me. Realize that really is that—that's what we do. We just try to make it work, however we can. But anyway, okay. So back to the worship factor. It's a ministry, um, a part of uh, the evangelistic outreach that I have, and so this is kind of like the part that reaches out to those that are already believers. But um, <clears throat> I want to create spaces and opportunities for people to be able to really, truly um, worship God. That is such a big part of my life, probably the biggest part of my life. I am, you know, as you said, at the heart, at the core of who I am, a worshiper. Um, And that kind of bleeds out into everything else that I do. And so it's important for me to be able to create opportunities for people to really, really, really be able to have an encounter with Jesus. And so in everything I do, my whole thought process is at the end of this, is it gonna is it gonna leave somebody wanting to know more about Jesus and if it doesn't That's I don't do it. good, That's good. and so That's good. Um, the worship factor it, it does just that it creates opportunities for people to get to experience Jesus in different formats it could be through maybe a worship gathering or through some type of workshop that teaches about different things but it, it really is and and the name came from thinking about things like productions and music and and even some of the I hate to say it but some of the the gatherings and different events that we have even in church. And I was thinking about, you know, what what do I have to offer? What has God given me specifically to offer that is missing from all these other things? And that element to me was really, was worship because a lot of times I've, I, we've just become like a an entertainment-driven and entertainment-focused, um, you know, society and everything. It, it has to be pop and it has to be entertaining. It has to be, um, it has to satisfy self. Meanwhile, your soul is suffering. And so, yes. um, and I just believe that if we can get in the presence of God and have a real encounter with who he is, have a real encounter with the Holy Spirit, uh, oh, my gosh, things would be so much better. So that's what the worship practice is. We do worship gatherings, conferences, all kinds of events. And on both sides, we do conferences and gatherings for worshipers to be able to come and experience God in a greater way, in in a deeper way. And also we teach others how to do that. So there's a component to the worship practice that actually teaches how to host and plan and and have events to be able to help others to gather, kind of Amen. a two-fold ministry. Uh, uh, yeah, it's got a lot of components to 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 the two parts. Mm. That's, <laughs> that's that's awesome. You got a lot to work with, so that's great. So the uh, Worship Factor is hosting along with you uh, the David Complex on this Saturday. So it's an online event. Go ahead and. Tell us, you know, how did you um, decide to go ahead and put this uh, conference together and what is truly your desire um, that God has given you or has given you revelation of what is expected to take place on Saturday? Well, uh, if I could be really honest, um, 2017 was just a very uh, challenging To say the least, very challenging year for me. And I know for a lot of people, but um, speaking for myself, it was a very challenging year. I mean, it was one of those years where it seemed like everything seemed to happen all at once. Everything happened back to back to back to back. It was one of those seasons where every time I turned around, here's something else from um, Mm -hmm. the death of my grandfather to Mm -hmm. um, injuring my shoulder, breaking my right shoulder. And I'm a dancer, so it's like Mm -hmm. I need my shoulder. And you know, um, injuring my shoulder, and then I um, developed bronchitis at one time, and it's just, just all, so many different things. I went through mm-hmm. changes and relationships, and mm-hmm. um, and different difficulties and challenges on my job, and so just so many things were happening. And I, I think that all those things kind of culminated into this moment, this season, really of depression that I went through myself, and. It was very, very difficult. I found myself um, struggling to even get out of bed in the mornings. And Mm -hmm. quite honestly, some of the time I I got out of the bed only because I knew that the kids at the school, at at my homeschool program, were counting on me to be there, and I I couldn't leave them hanging. But it it was very, very tough. And I found myself on autopilot, and I found myself really kind of forcing myself to put one foot in front of the other. And honestly, sometimes I didn't put one foot in front of the other, and I just, I wallowed in my sorrow. I wallowed in my pity, and I threw myself a big old pity party. And it was, it was, it was, uh, once I came out of that, it was a very eye opening experience because it was very scary. I had been through bouts of uh, and seasons of depression before, but this time was different because I found in those, the times before, I mean, all I had to do was kind of, it's going to sound silly, but all I had to do was, You know, kind of sing my way out of the depression or, or, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of read a scripture my way out of depression. And I would read a couple of scriptures and, you know, okay, I feel so much better. Or I would sing and, and worship and, and, and spend some time in the presence of God and, okay, I feel great again and that was okay. But this last time, oh my gosh, I mean, I was singing and praying and, and worshiping and, and, and reading scriptures and it was just like, I cannot come up out of this thing. And so it was very, it was very scary because that, I had never been to that point before where, wow, oh, my God, I don't know how mm-hmm. to get up out of this thing. And mm-hmm. so once I came up out of it, number one, I, I declared I will never, ever go to that place again. And the second thing was I thought to myself, my God, how difficult it was for me to – I'm a worship leader, as you well know. And, um, and it was very difficult for me to get up on Sunday mornings and lead worship knowing that I spent the entire night crying, and I I really didn't Mm -hmm. even know why. I mean, I couldn't put into words what I was feeling. Mm -hmm. I just knew that I was sad all the time and and sad and and just, you know, having this this feeling of hopelessness and this feeling of, you know, God, are you still here? And just having that moment and then having to, on Sunday, stand in front of the people and and still lead them into worship and still lead them into the presence of God when I didn't feel the presence of God myself. And so that was very, very, very challenging. And so I decided um, that I I wanted to help other people, other worship leaders and ministers of dance and musicians and psalmists and people who carry the weight of the responsibility of leading others into the presence of God because we all struggle with highs and lows and emotional struggles. And it may not be a whole full-on bout of depression, but we all have our low moments. We all have a day where we don't feel like doing something. And we all have – you know, a day where we're just a little sad, and we don't know why, and right. so we still have to go throughout our responsibilities and particularly when people's souls are attached to your responsibility, the pressure is so demanding and it's it's so difficult to deal with i I said, oh my god i gotta I gotta help other people who um who are going through this, and God has a way of when I go through something, he doesn't let me, like, go through it, and then 10 years later I talk about what I went through 10 years ago. He kind of has a way of, okay, you're, you're done with that. Okay, now you need to help somebody else with it. And so I'm always immediately turning back around wow. to walk somebody else through whatever I just went through. It's almost like he keeps it fresh. It's like you learned the lesson, and now I'm not even going to give you time to let you forget it, and I'm going to immediately put you to the test. And so – She put it on my heart to have this event completely free because I don't want anybody to have any excuses, completely free and online so that you don't have to figure out how to get somewhere, you don't have to figure out gas money, you don't have to. I mean, you literally can roll over in your pajamas, slip on your laptop or, you know, click something on your phone and just go into this place. I have an amazing panel of um, um, apostles and Pastors and prophets and worship leaders and people who uh, have gone through this same situation and just talking about mm-hmm. how we dealt with it because we all dealt with it differently, but the end result was we came out on the other side. And so yes, now that we're out amen. on the other side, I think it's important to turn around and and bring others through it. There's so many people, especially in the body of Christ, struggling with this silent killer of depression. I mean, just this month alone, we've seen two celebrities that ended their lives because they were depressed. It's such a silent killer. And I think for people in the body of Christ, it's it's even more challenging because you feel like you're supposed to have it all together. You feel like I'm just supposed to be able to pray my way through this. And you feel like I'm failing because I don't have the faith enough to, to believe my way out of this. And you just, it's, it's so many different, um, stigmas that are connected to negative, um, connotations that are connected to this and so I want people to know it's okay to have your low moment it's okay to to find yourself you know struggling emotionally and and trying to figure things out it's it's not the end of the world and there is hope on the other side and that was the whole point of doing this because I need people to know that there is a way out his name is Jesus even if it he doesn't it feels like he's not with you he is there and there is hope on the other side of this thing and there is a way out and here are some people who's been through this thing, who can talk you through it, who can empower you, who can reach to where you are, speak to your situation, and really break that thing off of you. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes when mm-hmm. you don't have the strength to do it yourself, you just need somebody else to speak your over word. you. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. word. they need to speak the word over you. And so I gathered the people that God put on my heart. And it's, and it's funny because there are some people that I thought, and the Lord was like, no, not this person, this person. And so everybody that's on this panel, they really were hands selected by God. Um, to speak to everybody that's coming, everybody that's participating, um, to speak to where they are, wherever they are in their lives, and to really – and I have a couple that are sharing their stories. I have a couple that are going to be empowering and, and and speaking and declaring prophetically. I have a couple that are going to be leading us into worship. And so, I mean, it's really going to be a wide array of – It's a power-packed, yeah. And, mm-hmm, very power-packed. Um, and the David wow. Complex really came about from just the story of David. I mean, you could read through any chapter of Psalms in, in the Bible and see. Um, I always joke exactly. that David, he, he might have been a little bit bipolar because, I mean, there's, at the beginning <laughs> of the chapter, he is low yeah. as me and, you know, my enemies are against me and, and you know, I, I have nothing to live for and I'm just hopeless. But it never fell. By the end of the chapter, it was going to – but I put my Trust in God. I put my hope in God. I remember, and He always remembered God. And I think that that is the key. I'm kind of giving away part of my Saturday, but I, I just right. I, just, a, a just a snippet, just a snippet. Yeah, this is a snippet. We want to give just a snippet. Yes, yes. Amen. Well, I mean, you all, you are on the line. I'm just listening to her. See, so many of us think that, like she said that the people that are anointed and the people that love God and serve God wholeheartedly, you know, and and, and uh, try to, you know, do their best to be servants, you know, you think that perhaps the life is supposed to be like 100% like drama free, 100% uh, always walking in happiness, 100% like no issues come your way. Now, That's a ridiculous mindset. There is absolutely no way, right? We don't reach perfection until we have gone on to glory with God. So, you know, we have battles. We have tests. We have trials. You know, we have seasons where, you know, we're fighting against ourselves. We have seasons where, you know, the enemy is uh, speaking to us and we're entertaining and allowing the enemy to, you know, change our, our faith to fear, you know, so all these different things. Um, is is normal <laughs> is normal mm-hmm. so for any of callers on tonight that is listening to this and be like that that's that's something right there that should make you feel like okay god i get it i cannot do any of this without your help this is sometimes and sometimes god will send help to vessels right so we have mm-hmm. to utilize and and Amen. and embrace the vessels that God placed before you or the resources such as this conference that is coming up. Again, here you are in your own private, you know, home or you're in your car or wherever you may be on Saturday, that will be an opportunity for you to get ministered to. You may feel, you know, a lot of people won't go to certain conferences because of what it's called and they don't want anybody to think that they got that issue so they uh-huh. won't show up, Right. So this Mm -hmm. is something that you cannot even try to make an excuse about not being present. If God has called you to it, then we suggest highly that you be obedient and and be on that call. Uh, Be online with the conference this Saturday and be blessed so that you can walk as, you know what, we're all designed to be worshipers, whether or not you have a gift or a talent, right? I want you to speak a little bit on, you know, uh, uh, the worship, a life of a worshiper, a life of uh, a Christian or, a, you know, a, the worship life of a disciple. I'll give you a couple of minutes to, to minister to someone about, you know, what God has called them to. Well, it really is what you just said, that we are all called to worship. We all have – a lot of people think that um, it's a common misconception that worship is really just singing – singing a song or playing an instrument or doing a type of dance, and that's worship. What we experience on Sunday mornings um, when the music is playing and while the praise team is singing and and everybody's doing their thing, that's worship. And that may be an outward expression of worship, but that is not what worship is. And so really we are all called to worship. God has um, placed in us the – the um, desire to connect, that there is a desire within us. He literally built us with a desire to connect to something deeper, something greater than us, and, and really to connect to him. And the way that we connect to him is through worship. Worship is more so about developing a relationship with God than it is a song or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, an instrument or dancing or whatever. It, it's about – Developing a relationship and that comes from a life of prayer and studying the word and talking to God and communicating with God, Um, not only talking but listening because he he does talk back if if we, you know, stop talking long enough to listen. And really being tuned in to the frequency that he's speaking because God is always, always, always talking, but a lot of times we miss it because we're not tuned in to the right frequency. And so really that's what worship is, Developing a relationship, and the the deeper you get in God, the the more your relationship calls for. Just like in a in a real life relationship, you know, you start out, you're kind of on like a, a first level type thing. It's, it's very basic, it's very superficial, and and then you you move up to the next level. I mean, you don't go on your first date and divulge your whole entire life story and the person meets their family and, and the kids and, and everything else all on the first date. I mean, there are, there are levels to this thing. And so it's the same way with God, there are levels to it. And the deeper we go with God, um, the greater, you know, the levels and the more he yes, requires. So it it turns into, you know, now you're fasting and now you're fasting more, you're praying more, you're studying more, you're seeking his presence more. And so it it just it, it, there are levels to it. But at the very bottom yes. of it, it's really this relationship. It's it's really, and there are ways to get us with presence, and that's why we use tools like music and you know dance. And the, but those things are just tools. Those aren't. Those are not the end result. Those are just tools to get us to the end result. The end result is his presence. Um, just like you know the Bible tells us that that when we seek him with our whole heart, that he will reward us, and the reward yes. is his presence. Um, you know. It's, it's tapping into his presence, going in there one way, coming out another, maybe going in there, you know, feeling down, feeling depressed, feeling um, scatterbrained, feeling lonely, feeling rejected, feeling hurt, bitterness, anger, frustration, whatever, all these different things, but then having an encounter with him and being in his presence and allowing him to get all those icky things out and that's what worship is. Worship is literally being able to go into His presence completely, no holds barred, completely naked, unashamed, and letting God really do whatever He needs to do in your life—take things mm-hmm. out, put things in, over and over and over again. That's what worship is. Yes. And while you were talking about it, because you say worship and getting to into His presence, you know sometimes we're called to worship when the atmosphere is not even conducive. And so then we're Mm -hmm. fighting these spiritual battles. Talk a little Mm -hmm. bit about that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, probably because that's one of my pet peeves. Oh, gosh. I mean, sometimes it is. And and part of that, I think, is religion. We're talking about church. Part of that is the religious mindset that just really can't break away from the notion of things have to be done a certain way. They have to be done a certain way. Uh, by certain people, and and only these people can participate. And it makes, it makes the relationship with God selective, but the relationship with God really isn't selective. It, it's for whoever wants one with God, whoever wants to develop a relationship with God, you can have one. And so when we go into those types of atmospheres where it's really, I, I call it thick, and not thick with the presence of God, but it's kind of like, you know when you're a comedian and you tell a joke and nobody laughs it's kind of you know that right. like you realize that's not your room it's it's kind of the same way when you're when you're worshiping because we go into this atmosphere where you have a certain type of relationship with God but then the other people that are in that atmosphere in that space mm-hmm. with you do not and so there's kind of a battle because your spirit understands hey there's more to it than this but you have the people over here that don't really have that understanding yet. All they know is what they've, what they've always done. And what they've always done works for them because they don't know there's more. It's almost like, you know, you, you always eat pizza because you never know that there's, you know, this amazing pasta. I mean, so, you're, it, so right. if your palate is only used to one thing, you get used to that one thing. You think that one thing is the best there is, and you never realize there's so much more to God than, than, you know, what we do. And so being in that type of atmosphere, it's it's work, it's hard, it's challenging, and it's very, very frustrating, particularly if you love and enjoy being in the presence of God and and then you kind of get in those spaces and people aren't, they're not really, it's not really happening. Um, and sometimes, you know, you're able to, to work your way through it and other times, you know, the Holy Spirit I've learned is a gentleman. He's not gonna force himself on anybody who doesn't want right. him. and so when the right. people become receptive, oh man, he can do so much. He can do so much more and he will come in and he will shift the atmosphere. But if the people oh, aren't yes receptive, he will. Yes, he will. But if the people aren't receptive, sometimes you just have to let it be the case, but it doesn't you stop worship. To. It never stops mine. Um, yeah, you can't let it stop your worship and the in the way you know um, God works for you. You can't let it impede on that. You still do you, and, you know, they just miss out. So that's, that's kind of the way I've developed as a worship leader. It's kind of like, okay, so you I'm going to worship. I'm going to get there, whether you go with me or not, that you can follow me. <laughs> Come on now. Of yeah, you, you get on board or I'm go on. ahead. and Yeah, <laughs> get off, yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm telling you, when you get into a place of, uh, you know, and, again, our flesh, people got understanding our flesh never really wants us to get to that level, right, of worship yeah. where we just are in, like, just engulfed in God's glory. Uh, that's because yeah. we're constantly at war, our spirit and our flesh. But when you get to that place of worship where you get through that flesh and that flesh breaks, if I worship and you, you don't even realize how long you've been in worship, then you just mm-hmm. begin to just feel all God's, you know, his presence. And, you know, wherever, you know, ailments you may have been experiencing, you feel the, you'll, feel some, you'll feel the relief because you'll feel God's yeah. presence. And it's just an amazing place to be at when you can just, like, not put a limitation on what God can do or put a limitation on how you're supposed to worship or what it's supposed to look like or, how you know, how many songs. You, you have to have, uh, like, say, for instance, for a ministry or an event, you, you leave room for the Holy Spirit. You, you, you have to have yeah. order, right? We have to have order, but you have to be available and be open. If God switches the order of service, you have to be absolutely okay with it because it would not be you switching the order of service, but you have allowed the Holy Spirit to then take over and orchestrate and just so much, I mean, just whew, Just the presence of worship is just an right. amazing yes. feeling. It really, really is, people of God. So I encourage you to just really begin to, Like Evangelist Terry was mentioning about getting into learning how to get into God's presence, even when you don't feel like it. Because usually, when you don't feel like it, it means that that breakthrough is like right there. Like you got to press on what you feel like, you know, and just begin to get into God's presence. And you just uh, uh, there's that's a drunken state, like you (laughs) and you will have a spiritual hangover you know for me back in the day drinking my you know my tequila and my whatever else I had going on you know you would have them crazy headaches you know those crazy hangovers but this type of drunken state is a state that you don't mind being in because you know you know God has done something good with your worship to him because it it was unto him and so I, I I just get excited when you talk about worship and I'm excited about the worship factor on this saturday and you all have got to get connected um if anyone, if anyone on um is listening to whether or not live right like now or listening to the playback you know you looking for a worshiper in ministry uh music singing uh preaching teaching your girl terry hicks <laughs> she is your one she is your one um, and we know what we didn't really talk about just real briefly your um, dance ministry then we're going to open up the phone lines to see if we have any uh, comments any you know prayer requests um, but she is an amazing uh, prophetic prophetic anointed dancer uh, I say dancer so you guys think, I really want to just let you know it's a worshiper. she worships so eloquently in ministry it's just crazy tell us about your dancing ministry and the group that you have um, and where you're at with that as far as any other dancers that are on the line that might want to connect to you as far as you know um, understanding a little bit more about etiquette or understanding about you know the prophetic movements or anything like that absolutely okay let's see if I can do this in 20 seconds so very quickly, I honestly didn't, like I said, I've been dancing since I was four years old, and I'm um, I, I like a trained professional dancer. And so I didn't realize that I was a prophetic dancer until I was in college, and I was a part of the uh, campus ministry there, the um, the gospel choir on campus. And uh, our choir director, every, I maybe around my sophomore year, I would notice that we'd be in choir rehearsal, and we would have – it was almost like church. I mean, we would have these crazy, ridiculous mm-hmm. times of worship in our choir rehearsals, and she would always call mm-hmm. me down to begin dancing and to worship, and I thought it was the strangest thing, but I would do it. And one day she said, you know, you are a prophetic dancer, and I I mean, and it really – I really had to learn what that even meant, and so basically, um, you know, because I always just kind of leaned Powerful. on my, my, my professional and my, you know, my training – um abilities and so I never even realized that there was a whole other world out there. And so, um, but there is. And um so anyway, so, so that's powerful. how that kinda came about. And so in college actually I started um uh, a dance company called Just Like David Dance Company. So apparently I love David a whole lot, but it's just like David mm-hmm. Dance Company. <laughs> and um we we've been together now. Oh my gosh, it seems like forever, but it's for many, 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 many years. And so, I mean, these ladies that started with me, they're, they are all, you know, we're all growing up, of course, and they have kids and are married. And, I mean, it's just, it's it's crazy to see how we all, you know, grew up from this. But we started in college, and it came from um, wanting to be able to connect the two because I started to see that you had this group of dancers over here that were professionally and technically trained and they would go to maybe these different church events or whatever and they were they were they were dancing so beautifully but there was no anointing. I mean it was all technical, all professional, all beautiful. I mean the the I mean at the point was perfect, everything was perfect. Uh, the execution was perfect, but it was there was no anointing. But then you had dancers on the mm-hmm. other side the quote unquote praise dancers that had absolutely no technical training whatsoever. And it just seemed like the movements were all over the place. But the anointing was there. You could feel the presence of God as they danced. And I'm like, there has to be a way to connect the two because I'm both. And the dancers that I knew that right. I associated with at that time, they were also both. And so I was like, What we're going to get together and we're going to, we're going to, you know, we're going to create our, again, when I don't see it, I create it. And so at that time, there really weren't that many ministries that, you know, there wasn't a popular thing to have. Um, prophetic dancers and and liturgical dancers that had been technically and professionally trained and so that's how you know we came about and of course the name came from um, being uninhibited with our praise and uninhibited with our worship and really just praising God you know like we were crazy and dancing out of our clothes and not literally but you get it Um, you know Just like David, and so that's how we came about the name. We're still in existence. We still um, take booking engagements. So anybody can, you know, find me on Facebook, reach out to us, and yep, we're we're there. Well, amen, amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I appreciate you sharing um, and enlightening the people about your, um, you know, your testimony and what led you into, um, you know, accepting your calls. We call um, y'all. <laughs> Amen. y'all. Um, Amen. We're going to open up the phone line. If anyone has a question, a comment, or prayer request, star six on your line, and we will call you out about your four digits, um, your last four digits of your phone number. Star six for anyone who has a question, comment, or prayer request. amen star six now how can they well we're seeing if anyone is bold enough to ask a question or come on the line um, but them the information about Saturday how can they register for um, the conference for Saturday um, absolutely. Again, it's definitely free. It's Saturday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And anybody that wants to register, it's free, but you got to register because that's the only way you're going to get access into the event. And so to register, you go to bit.ly, that's B as in boy, um, L-Y, slash the David Complex. And all the information is there. You can register there. You can also search it on Eventbrite, um, the Days at Complex. And you can also follow my uh, my ministry page on Facebook, The Worship Factor, and all of the information for the conference, who's going to be a part of it, what time, where, when, all the information is there. And that's at, on Facebook at The Worship Factor. Also, share with the listeners um, if they know of anyone, um, with children, or if they have children or nieces or, you know, whatever, that they may be interested in directing them to the Will Call Learning Center. Um, give them the information on how they can get in touch with you and um, any phone numbers. Yes, well, we absolutely would love to help you. We are currently enrolling for the 2018-2019 uh, school year. So the Learning Center is a Christian homeschool program with a performing arts uh, focus, and we accept K through eighth grade. And I'm very excited to announce that this mm-hmm. year uh, we'll be able to offer um, accredited classes to high school students. So if you have high school Ooh. students, you don't want them, yes, it's exciting. If you don't want your high school students to return back to public school or maybe the private school setting that you were in isn't working for you, try us out um, because we can offer accredited classes for those that are going on a college track. You'll be able to um, get your classes, the classes that you need to go there. And so um, you can send us an email at willcalllearning@gmail.com at gmail.com. So that's willcalllearning@gmail.com. We can set up a tour. We actually have an open house that is scheduled for um, July 22nd at 3 p.m., so you're more than welcome to come to the open house and take a tour of the facility mm-hmm. and see our space. We're located in Douglasville, Georgia, Fairburn Road um, at Heat Ministries. So that's 2078 Fairburn Road. And so – more than welcome to come, but you can definitely reach out to us. WillCallLearning at gmail.com. Amen. Well, Amen. Thank you for sharing all that information. Again, uh, one, one last time, star six if you have any questions, comments, or prayer requests. I actually apologize. It looks like um, our uh, phone accessibility um, information as far as um, raising your hand on the live when you have a question um, or comment or prayer request um, has been changed, and I do apologize for that, Um, and if we don't get to be able to address um, any of you all on tonight um, by phone, Then make sure when we do post on Facebook the playback that you will put your comment in that way, and it will be able to be addressed to you. um, That's the way that we can do that. Um, If you would, um, Evangelist Terry, go ahead and pray us out tonight, and I. I do want to first just thank you so much for your time. I I thank you um, for being available to be God's servant. Um, she really, um, not just as a worshiper at heart, you all, she actually has a servant's heart. And mm-hmm. she comes on with a servant's heart no matter where she, you know, wherever she's at. You know, so many of us, you know, feel like we always have to have the limelight, feel like we always have to have the mic in our hand, you know, So I appreciate the fact, and that's why God is making her name known, and that is why he is elevating her the way that he is doing because she has a servant's heart with no, you know, intention of, uh, you know, just being out there. Of course she wants to be out there, but what I'm saying is, you know, be faithful with what God gives you, and he'll make your name known to those who he wants to know your name. And so I thank you so much um for just who you are and being an inspiration um motivating even me and my husband when you know there have been times when we're like look. <laughs> you know, and you're there she's a motivator and she you know even through the struggles that she have encountered um like she shared with you all earlier um And, of course, we we know what the tactic is. When there's such a great anointing on your life, the enemy tries to distract you. He tries to um, make you think that what you think that you're operating in is is no one wants it or, you know, here you are can be a blessing to other people and look at you, you're messed up yourself. The devil is a lie, and we do know that. And so I thank God that she – um, allow for God to heal her, um, and he connected her with whoever he you know brought in her pathway to help her um come up out of that because now she is just ignited with the fire is is lit back, and she is um, excited about lighting up the kingdom of god, and so we stand mm-hmm. by her, we are excited um you know for everything that um she's doing, everything that she's a part of. And everything that she even brings to us, you know, we're excited. And I just thank you. I honor you. I love you, and truly, truly appreciate you. Amen. So, if you would go ahead and pray us out this evening, absolutely. And I just want to say thank you for for having me. It was a joy to be on here with you tonight and to get to share. So. This is awesome. Thank you for having me. Amen. And You're I will. Welcome. I will. I will pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, for everything you are doing in our individual seasons. And we know that sometimes our seasons are not always always fun and 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 happy times. Sometimes they're very challenging and difficult. And we thank you, Lord God, for giving us the strength and the wisdom and the patience and the joy. To navigate through those difficult seasons and reminding us that you are with us, no matter what it feels like, no matter what it looks like, no matter what we think, no matter what somebody else says, we know that you are with us, and we thank you for that Lord. Oh, I thank God. you for everybody you. on this call, and everyone that will that will that will listen to the playback. Lord, I pray a very special blessing over the lives of God yes, because they were there to to take a moment out of their day, Lord, to come and be encouraged and to hear from you, Lord God, not from us, but from you. And so I pray a very special blessing over their lives, Lord God, that whatever situation they are in, whatever needs they have, Lord God, that you will come and meet them right where they are, Lord God. Meet every need, satisfy every desire, Lord God, ignite and, and light a fire to every dream and every vision, Lord God. Mend every broken heart in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Yes, I pray God. financial blessings and spiritual blessings and provisional blessings, Lord God, and resources that will come to them. I pray favor and, and abundance and overwhelming supernatural strength for the things that you have called them to do, Lord God. I pray a very special blessing over prophetess paula and apostle antonio lord god that with the ministry you have given them that they will continue to do the work of the lord and they will do it with joy and they will do it with 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 love and with peace lord god and i thank you lord god that you will send the resources and send the people and send the help and send all of the things that they need to move forward in ministry lord and i thank you lord god For all of us that are here today, Lord God, and I pray that we will encounter your presence like we talked about tonight. Look, we will encounter your presence like never before, that we will have encounters with you, experiences with you like never before. Teach us how to worship. Teach us how to pray. Teach us how to fast. Teach us how to study your word. Teach us how to have and build and develop a relationship with you, Lord God, that will make you smile, Mm -hmm. that will make you proud, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for everybody under the sound of my voice who may be struggling, who may be silently struggling or quietly struggling, who may be dealing with a silent killer, Lord God, because they're afraid of of the backlash. They're afraid of what people might think. They're afraid of the shame, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that you will come to them and you will meet them right where they are, Lord God, that you will minister to them, Lord God, that you will whisper words of love and encouragement, that you will wrap them in your arms, Lord God that you will wrap them in your arms and they will feel your love and they will be overwhelmed by your presence, Lord God. And I thank you for all these things, all these things, Lord God. I just thank you, Lord God, and I thank you that tomorrow will be a special day. Uh, a, a day of blessings a day of favor a day of yeah. of love and that every time they turn around Lord God that somebody will be giving into their lives that somebody will be blessing and sowing seeds into their lives Lord God because they took time out tonight Lord God that you will prepare a special blessing for them tomorrow and 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 throughout this weekend Lord God I just thank you for all these things in the name of Jesus amen amen amen,
1: amen.
0: amen. Well, again, thank you so much for your time. For those who have joined in and for those who are listening to the playback, know that God is working whatever situation you may be going through out. He's working it out. Just keep focused, you know, on him and 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 just continue to, you know, ask God to give you a servant's heart. And that way, you you know, when we walk with a servant's heart, it's easier to not be so disappointed by man because we know that we're serving an awesome God. Amen. So, again, KSEN Live, a.k.a. Kingdom Sisters Empowerment Network, we all thank you for joining in. God bless you, and have a wonderful evening. All right, what does that mean?